Hello. <laughs> Did you like my choice? Yes, I'm assuming it's uh, there's a reason for it. Yes. What's the reason, Adam? Because you like tango music. <laughs> what else? Uh, you like guitars. What else? You like guys with the name Guillermo. <laughs> It's very true. What else? Uh, yeah, right on. You like milonga? Yes. Uh, perhaps the trio Garufa is joining us, or somebody from there. Maybe. Wow, you got all the reasons down. Bam, bam, mm -hmm. bam. I know you very well. Mm. Even when I'm all the way out here in Michigan. <laughs> How is Michigan doing? It's a lot. It's a very large state. <laughs> <laughs> the part that you're in, how is that doing? How is family well, visit? It's, um, still not quite sunset yet, and I'm standing on a farm. Well, it used to be a farm, and I'm seeing a bunny in the fields, and it's really beautiful, and it's green grass everywhere, which I think I'm allergic to. Uh-oh. And uh, the sky, I don't know, it's beautiful out here. Sky's blue with big fluffy clouds. It's like a postcard. Wow. Yeah. 
You're a different Adam when you're there. Fluffy clouds and all that. I'm fluffy cloud Adam. <laughs> you're the fluffer Adam when you're out there. <laughs> uh, family's good. We went. We saw. We're gonna see Sharon's grandparents tomorrow for lunch, and we're going. We saw her parents yesterday. And is this the farm Sharon grew up on? Jesus, time is so. Well, she didn't grow up on a farm, but her grandparents lived here for a very, very long time, her whole life. So. Yeah. I see. So and, uh, she was there a lot. Yes. And uh, I think we saw her parents on Monday. I don't know. I'm losing track of the days. But it's been a nice trip so far. We went to the – there's these giant sand dunes in the northern part of Michigan on the ocean. On the ocean. Oh, nice. Too. No, the Lake Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, every time you get to the top of another sand dune, there's another sand dune. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we just walked and walked and walked until we finally hit the lake. So we walked a lot today. That's so cool. I, mm -hmm. It's such a nice thing to like get out of your neighborhood and walk elsewhere, no? Uh, no, I'd rather walk in my neighborhood. It was a lot of sand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I went to the beach on Monday and I was like, oh my God, I loving, like, it's not, it's just being by the water is just so nice. And the no, sand know, is I'm the sand. It was, but, I'm going to uh, be sore for sure though, but it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Walking barefoot in the sand was like, Wow. I forget how much a good workout that is always. Yeah, because we didn't even walk far. Like, I think it was only a mile each way, but you walk up and down these giant sand dunes the whole time. So, and it's sunny out, although the breeze was really cool. That's so, like a long yeah. time though on dunes because you're going up and down too. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you all red? Uh, parts of me are red, yeah. Red <laughs> around my neck, stuff like that. So yeah, and then we've been camping. And the first night it rained. That was kind of a bummer. Couldn't get the fire going because the wood was wet. Uh, but last night we camped and it was really nice. And we cooked some pork chops and we ate some good food. In the campsite. In the campsite? What do you mean? You guys are fancy, even in the campsite. Well, we made a fire and we cooked dinner, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We cook hot dogs or burgers, but pork chops sounds fancy, nice camping. Oh, yeah, well, once you know how to cook a hot dog, you can cook anything. You know? It's true. <laughs> Just throw something else on there besides a hot dog. Any other meat becomes yeah. an option. And we made potatoes. It was, it was good. So it's tonight we're staying at the house and then... I'm going to camp the rest of the week in Ohio. Nice. And you're going to stop by in Cleveland as well. Yeah, that's tomorrow. We're going to drive in the evening. And then we'll be in Cleveland for a few days. Well, the Cleveland area so will you, be like outside of Cleveland. So you'll be camping around that so you can see your family too. Excited mm -hmm. to see the family and the nephews and the nieces and... Nice, rather. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sure how we're going to 
go about doing all that. Yeah. You know, COVID and everything, how close we'll get and all that. But we're going to camp in their yard for two nights. And, oh, cool. Uh, see them at least somehow. Yeah. yeah, you will. Like, you'll just figure it out when you're there. Mm -hmm. I trust in you guys. What beach did you go to? I went to Long Branch because Long Branch... Remember, like, one time, I think the first time we discovered Long Branch together, I don't know, or I discovered it alone. Yeah, because and I we thought got off the train because we saw South Amboy. Uh, that we, fondue place, remember? Oh, that was Red Bank, but... Um, oh, that was different then. We and were we going to jump. Off, we saw, we were going to go to, uh, we just, like, looked at a map of the Jersey Coast, and we got on a train. And then we kept looking out the window to see which train stopped closest to the ocean. And then yeah, well, we also branch. looked at, <laughs> yeah, but we were also looking at, like, we, the minute you can see the water, we're like, all right, we're close to the water, let's just get out. I think out. we also, I think we asked a conductor, if I remember correctly. We did. We were going to get off in South Amboy, and he's like, no, you That's... can't get to the water here. <laughs> yeah, you got to exactly. go to Long Branch. What yeah, it wasn't even like you can't swim here. It's not good. The first good beach is Long Branch. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. He saved our asses. Like in the heat, we were gonna walk around in South Amboy trying to find a swimmable. Oh man, it changed so much though. I don't know when were you in Long Branch last, but I'm guessing over Probably ten years it. ago. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so different now. There's a whole fancy part about it with like lots mm. of restaurants and stuff. It's like feels like one of those uh, pre-made neighborhoods came and like placed itself there mm -hmm. over one winter and like started a completely different life than what the life around that beach was. Um, but you know, it's all good. I so I walked a lot to discovering like what else has happened in that area and then like set my ass on the beach and enjoyed watching the waves. Dipped my feet in and then I heard a 12 year old kid like run out of the water saying, it's so cold. I was like, I'm not going yeah, in. Speaking of which, <laughs> this part of Lake Michigan, cause it only gets like warm up here, you know, two or three months out of, I, we're in the middle of the summer, and the hottest day here is like 75 degrees. The water is extremely freezing. It's yeah, that's insane. not fun. It needs to be so time. warm for you to jump in the cold water like that, I feel. Like, you need to feel like you're being torched outside so that you're yeah. like, fuck it, 60 degrees, I'm jumping in. No, even after um, walking through the dunes, once we got oh, to the... Oh, that's true. Once we got to the lake, the breeze was so cool that we actually we didn't even need to get in because it was already. That's true. So when I was doing the sound checks, Adam, with our guests, oh. uh, with Peppa, we had an issue with like somehow her sound didn't work, but she was online. And then miraculously after waiting around and she was like i'm like just keep talking so she was singing but i wasn't hearing it and she was talking to herself the whole time for five minutes or something until her microphone worked 
So I laughed a lot and Pacha was there. So every time I did a sound check, Pacha was there. <laughs> I think he's really bored. I think we're all really bored. <laughs> yeah. so, it, was, it was funny, but it went well. I was thinking about how, like, even though we're not working, life is sort of similar to how it was before because in the past we'd have to, like, you'd want to see a friend and you'd be too busy and you'd be like, yeah, let's meet up in a couple weeks, right? Uh -huh. I'm busy. Well, now it's like that, but it's because of COVID. It's like, well, let me quarantine. Exactly. <laughs> so certain things haven't changed that much. I know. You feel like you have all this time and you could use it for like, uh, you want to spend it with friends like you've been meaning to spend time if you had time earlier on. Uh, but like you can't get to do that so easily. Like I see one, like last week I saw so much of Ed's family. So now I feel like, I need to quarantine for 10 days until I see someone new. Yeah, yeah it's like it's, it's a punishment to get together with people because then you have to prison yourself. That's true. I'm going to have to do that when we get back. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to do that too. Although I do have plans on Tuesday to have dinner with somebody. He knows so. the risk. Uh, so Rasio's class is still continuing with you, by the way? No. How many classes did that end up being in the end? Eight, but I missed one the second week because it was a buddy of mine's birthday. Now. I and see. He was alone because he's, he's, he was, he doesn't, yeah, anyway, quarantining on your birthday is no fun. So I went to see him. Bruce was trying to get on it, but I think he finally managed. Right, Bruce? Um, it's Bruce. like Bruce, Bruce, because uh, he's doing August, September, but then I guess he already started September and October as well. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I'm going to get on it too, hopefully in September or October. Mm -hmm. And work on that stuff with you. That was what I taught last um, Thursday. Like I heard you did something with Troila. Well, sort of. I did uh, working on the second rhythmic bass or the fourth, not the second, but rhythmic bass and two, rhythmic bass and four. Mm -hmm. And then, um, God, I don't even remember right now. I'm so tired. I've like camping, sleeping when you camp is not the most, it's really beautiful, but plus my schedule is just so different when I'm on the road like this. Like, so. I've been going to bed early and it's know, true. On. I'm a little tired. But uh, yeah, rhythmic bass and two, rhythmic bass and four. So we did like some movements to Desarli to two and then to Darienzo and four. And then I asked them to help me decipher Nada by Desarli and which parts were oh, two yeah. and four. And that was really fun because, you know, it's that song. Even Horacio was saying like he can't tell sometimes where it is. But, um, I'm glad to and hear that. The, and then at the end, we did we listened to Troilo, and I was explaining how Troilo is so unique because he does like rhythmic bass in two, four, syncopation, no uh -huh. timing. It's just all over the place. So. Wow, I need to fun. listen to that more. I don't. Uh, I know we listen to Nada together, and we noticed that 
but mm -hmm. uh, you you actually made me notice it. I never really noticed that it changes during a song, but it makes sense. Why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially with this early where he can go so rhythmic and so like mellow. Makes sense for him to play with that. So does Troilo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think like that's what I'm starting to realize about how the music, another way the music changed so much in the, like, the early 40s was that it just stopped being so textbook in four. You know that was a major difference. It wasn't really ever, never before in the, never before the '40s did the music not be in four. Hmm. You know, and so that was a big change. I see. I I can't wait to go over all the notes I took from classes. Yeah. Get those uploaded so you can check them out because I I'm still like there's so much information in each class to process that that uh, I need to review everything to really let it sink in. And then I'm sure, like, you need to re-listen to a lot of the stuff to be able to more, like, be able to hear it better or faster at the same time, too. It's like an ear well, yeah, training. that's why I'm listening to, like, the same three pieces of music over and over again since, like, the last few weeks, month or two because of that. Um, Which ones have you been like, listening songs to? Like, songs we listened to in, like, the first week or two of the classes, which was early mm. June. I'm still listening to those songs. I mean, I've extended that playlist a little longer, but so I'm listening to Toda Mi Vida by Troilo. I'm listening to Joyce, uh, Joyce, um, Jesus Christ, let me look. I'm listening to, where's that list? I will see Joyce if Ayantano. I have it. Yeah, you have it. It's Toda Mi Vida by Troilo. You have it. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I know, but if I have it in my phone, I can try play one of them. Oh. I was thinking. And then just, well, I played it. I think I played some samples of it last week. Josiah Tango mm -hmm. is another one I've been listening to. And then Indio Manso and Mandria because I was comparing the, the three different styles, basically. Mm. Yeah. Like, the basic three styles are, like, Desarli, Arienzo, and Troilo from that generation, you know, from that era. Because you have Marcato in two, Marcato in four, and then you have, like, Troilo's weird mix of... Mercato and two, four, syncopa. A syncopa, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exciting yeah. stuff. Exciting. <laughs> we both sound so excited. We're both like, <laughs> who smoked the weed today before the podcast, man? <laughs> and I snorted. I really didn't smoke. No, but no, I no. feel like it, like, uh, oh, my God, man. Yesterday, the storm here, the mm -hmm. tree in front of my window, it, mm -hmm. like, it it wanted to come inside. I've never <laughs> seen this tree, like, it, it, it danced all around, but it really, like, the wind was so powerful at one point. It's like, holy shit. Um and it's so close to the window, so it was just like brushing up against it, and then like it was like really waving its hands and like let me in. A lot of places in New Jersey lost power apparently. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I got a text last night that said, "If you lose power, send a text to this number." But I, 
didn't have any power because I was camping, so I sent a text. Anyway. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I have no power. Yeah, we don't even have Cooking pork chops on a fire, for Christ's sake. Can you help me out? <laughs> Where are you located, sir? I'm like, in Michigan, in, in the middle Michigan. of nowhere but camping. You texted me, so you must be concerned about my well-being. <laughs> It's not like I would just tell you this for no reason. You asked me to text you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Come and help out. Oh, my God. That would be so hilarious. <laughs> right, I want to see who's on the show. Are you able to see who's listening in? want to see if Guillermo uh, is on here yet or not. Don't know where I would look now that I'm not hosting. Does it say? I see that there's, On there's the top, six people there's... listening, so that's amazing. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, wait, I see the list. Yeah, there's six people. Six people. One of which is me, so that's five. The other one's you, so that's four. <laughs> it's a big night. Uh, well, at least we're only boring four people right now. <laughs> I think everybody's out in August, man. I, I, I'm pretty – it's like the end of the summer. We're going to have a long fall, winter because of this shit, and I think everybody just doesn't want to be It's true. On computers and on the things right now. I know I feel that way. Like, yeah, I mean, too, like another month of, like, good weather, we might as well. And it's been really nice and breezy and good weather. Yeah, most other I know most Tango teachers that were teaching online postponed their classes this month because of that specifically because they were like I don't want to be doing stuff online for the last month I'm going to be doing it in the fall anyway. It's true you suggested that but I was like I am not going anywhere <laughs> so I might as well entertain myself and yeah, continue but you still doing. Yeah, calling in. No, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't mean that for Wednesday night. I meant that, I mean I didn't I just suggested it for classes but i'm actually happy we're still doing them because again for me too it's like well why not um yeah it's a good motivation for, yeah also it's been fun to work with you and marcelo on those sunday classes and i don't know i mean like you said we don't have much else going on so even if it's just one or two people i don't really care it's not like yeah um, yeah same here did you watch the videos i sent for the sunday class or you had I no power. I barely have a signal <laughs> you right text now. text this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I can't watch my YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a farm in Michigan and I don't have good Wi-Fi. Uh, I actually don't have any Wi-Fi. But um, my cellular service is also like we're, we're like 40 minutes. Well, there's a smaller town close by, but we're like, I don't know. We're pretty far you sound really from. good, though. You don't sound like you have any... <clears throat> Wi-Fi issues, Adam. So stop I mean, lying. We're, we're like, um, <laughs> I don't know. You're I, actually I've been here Brooklyn. many, many times. Yeah. You just didn't want to host the show. You're like, Chico, I'm going to Michigan. Do you mind running this from the computer? Yeah, you don't. You don't even know where I. Can, although I did just send you a photo. But um, what was I saying? Yeah, we're we're like at least twenty minutes just from the nearest local town. Let alone what, big city. What's what's the most fun thing you've done in Michigan? Not this trip, but in any of your other trips. 
the most fun yeah. with like family stuff or with like just in general? With whenever, right? Died. It's the only, <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I almost froze to death on the side of a road a long time ago. So that was kind but of, that's, I don't that's know if you call that fun, fun, but. I wouldn't call that fun. Um, today was fun. Sand dunes were cool. They were exhausting, but they were fun. Um, I'd have to like, I mean, I've been to Michigan a lot, so. I would not have visualized sand dunes in Michigan, man. Nobody would. They are way, way, way up west on the lake. It's called uh, Bear, Big Bear Dunes. You know, I just drove there and I don't remember what it's called. Big Bear Dunes or something like that. Hmm. She, Sharon knows. Maybe she'll, she'll write it in. Maybe Sharon, we need Google Maps. <laughs> is she listening sleeping bear you? dunes that's it sleeping bear dunes i sound like a sleeping bear right now yeah you do sound what i was just gonna say you sound like a sleeping bear right now um well yeah that's that was it sleeping bear dunes and yeah i one would one would not think that there are giant sand dunes there but there are <laughs> you know what i did this week adam you'll be so proud of me I'm giving you um, a chance to guess. Suspense is killing me. I'm giving you a chance me. to guess. <laughs> uh, what did you do this week? You took the train to the beach? Oh, that's, yeah, that's something I hadn't done for four months or more. It's true. But now it's actually uh, something that I feel I need to do, but I've been delaying for years. Suspense, shall I say it? I downloaded the New Jersey driver's uh, handbook. Oh, you're going to get a license? Yeah, I figured I might as well. I'm, yeah, I'm no shit. I'm begging all my <laughs> friends with a car to like uh, let me practice on their cars. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, Vulcan agreed, but it's the uh -huh. company car. <laughs> um, yours is probably the worst neighborhood to practice driving in if you haven't driven yeah no we have to go somewhere is, quiet yeah that is i mean i'm always like on guard there because those people people in that area just like just in jersey man yeah just in jersey crazy. that's true but i remember uh, a time in special. my neighborhood where like i was crossing the street it was 7 or 8 p.m and like on Ferry Street, but I'm not crossing even Ferry Street, which is the main road in my neighborhood. And I'm crossing one of the little streets and literally in the middle of my crossover, this car comes out of nowhere and turns the corner. I literally almost had to throw myself in an action movie scene rolling to the other side of the sidewalk like it came which, out of where nowhere. was that again which street it's uh, like on in an intersection probably jefferson and ferry street or something like that and i was crossing like maybe jefferson remember when i got hit Adam on street. my bike when i was crossing oh, yeah. jersey, jersey railroad avenue yes back in like <laughs> nine, 2005 or something Guy hit you and he yelled at you, I think. Yeah, and he hit me in the butt. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I just remember I was like, 
I was <laughs> on the bike. I think I was riding it. I had the light and I was waiting at the intersection. And that's a fast street. Jersey Railroad Avenue is like, it's like a highway. <laughs> and then I got the green and I started crossing on my bike. I think I might have, no, I was riding it. And I just And you were skinny front. as a, I don't know. You were like tiny. Yeah, I don't have yeah, any no cushion muscles. back there. Yeah. I don't have any cushion back there. And I just remember his front of his car hitting me in the butt and like landing so close to where my groin was about to smash onto that bar that goes across, you know, the top of the bike, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just barely missed that. But um, yeah, that was painful. Just uh, like the pole incident in Maine, Portland, Maine. We did it to somebody. But actually, the biker ran into us, right? I can't oh, remember. With Paul. With Paul, yeah. No, the biker <laughs> ran into a parked car. Oh, that's true, because of Paul not seeing the biker. Yeah, because the biker was, like, on the sidewalk, and Paul was busting a Yui. And he didn't have <laughs> brakes on his bike. And he <laughs> reared over to, to get out of the way, and he ran into that car. But he was really old. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> And he apologized too, which I was weird, were, but that's, I guess that's Maine. You should have apologized to the guy in the work too, man. What were you yeah, thinking? Well, that's not, we're not in Maine. <laughs> uh, anyway, I hope to get back to driving. So who's joining Polish us tonight, my skills. Uh, we have Guillermo Garcia and Pepa Palazon joining us. Can they hear me practice my Later. Spanish, even though I'm exhausted? when we speak with Peppa. Yeah, and with Guillermo too, you can practice your nah. Spanish with everybody. <laughs> Nobody has patience for, if you speak English, you don't speak Spanish to me. There's, there's no need to, there's no patience. But, And I have a feeling that um, Peppa's English is probably way better than she's letting on. Yeah, I think so too. I definitely think so, but it's a comfort I, thing. Yeah, no, I understand her telling us ahead of time just so we don't start blabbling and, and like assuming she'll catch everything. Yeah. And we don't talk super fast and make too much of sort of idioms and stuff like that. That was like the hardest thing when I moved. Like I knew a lot of English, but still I had such a hard time understanding. You remember John and Jan, two of my f close friends from architecture yeah, school loft. here yeah at the loft and like i would get in a car my first semester here i would get in a car with them and they'd be sitting in the front and i thought like i was watching a tennis match i was going right and left with my head trying to catch up to the conversation but mm -hmm. i couldn't understand much it was mm -hmm. they would talk so fast blur it together and then there was a lot of like of course, they had history together, so they would talk about past things or people. Like, it was just, so I was, like, super lost that first three, four months. <laughs> God, I'm still lost. I was, I'm, like, worried it's going to take me, even talking to, like, Memo or his sister, Memo about learning English and his sister about learning Spanish, which she said it took her, like, years to, like, get everything down. Yeah, and they lived there. Like, she lives there in the middle of it, so... And yeah. Memo lives here with his English, so... So I'm just trying to, like, take it one day at a time and not get too discouraged when I'm feeling super lost. Yeah. 
I want to look into this new app. Like everybody talks about Duolingo a lot, like you mentioned, and I got on it. I didn't really like it that much. It was okay. Did you listen to any of the programs? Uh, no. But then yeah, don't do the, the stupid exercises. You got to listen to the podcast. Those are great. No, no, that's that part you told me later, but that was like a year or two after like oh, I had okay. worked on Duolingo. Uh, but I heard of this app, Babbel, and like I was reading the comparison between the two, and apparently like Babbel is built more to really teach you one language well. Whereas Duolingo is built to teach you multiple languages to get by. Mm. Uh, so I'm curious to see the difference at some yeah. point. What do, you, so what do you teach in tomorrow night, Chica? I was thinking of uh, working with heroes and different timings mm -hmm. within Molinete and then like... Because I'm also realizing, like, Malanete alone, to drill it, is not mm -hmm. super fun. No shit. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I knew this, but also when i am been during this period, like, when I'm dancing alone, it's the last thing I sort of want to do, in a way, while I'm expressing myself within the music. I'm not doing it as much. But then uh, when we taught that lesson on a Sunday and I played with different timings within the Molinete and then let everybody dance a whole song, that's when I really started feeling, all right, I just need to look at it like this is the only thing I can do during the whole song. How can I express myself with it? And um, so I want to play sort of with that idea, I think. But if I wake up differently tomorrow, I might change my plans. Guillermo entered the live studio. I like that it's won't called. We promote the class right now uh -huh. as being about a certain thing. We'll just let people know that you have, we have a class tomorrow at 7, that I will not be attending. You will not be attending, hoop fire. I'm hoop fire, baby. You're hoop fire. You would have lit us all up. I don't know but. why I came up with that name. I think, well, what happened was after like several weeks of hosting this podcast from my computer, and I didn't even realize until like, I don't know, three or four weeks in that nobody else could use a computer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and like all the little ins and outs of how this thing works. Well, I guess I knew that earlier because I had to help people out. But I was like, oh, I should set up my own separate account and call it, you know, just to listen, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know where Hoopfire came from. But you know what else? Um, well, Hoopfire, Guillermo is on the other line. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Hello, Guillermo Garcia. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Good to talk to you. Hey, man. It's Good. been a long time. How are you? Who am I talking with? Adam. Adam. And Adam. Hey, Adam. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know Adam and Chico. Who is this? <laughs> I, th I thought you were a person being interviewed. Sorry, Adam. I <laughs> know. <laughs> this would be the boring, most boring interview I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I miss seeing you guys. It's been a while. It has been a long time. <laughs> You're still out west, correct? In San Francisco? I'm in Berkeley, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay good. Why do San Francisco people never call Berkeley San Francisco? 
Because it's, it's because it's, it's not San Francisco. It's not like a, so, okay, good. I don't know this, so it's a different city. We are I always very different think about here. it. I always think about it like a borough of like New York City, and it's a borough of the well. Well, city. I think like the difference between New York and the Bay. So here's the thing: you have the Bay Area, and you have New York City, right? So if we said Guillermo, are you oh, still Bay in the Area. Bay Area? He could be like, right. Yes. Okay, but that's if, if somebody the... said to me, Adam, are you in Manhattan? I'd be like, no, I'm in Brooklyn. Gotcha. And I think that's the same <laughs> difference. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. good point, Adam. I forget yeah. they call it the Bay Area. That covers just all of that. I just remembered now because yeah, I... yeah. So yeah, usually. Mm -hmm. how is life going out there for you, man? How's Berkeley during this time? Uh, as you know, as everybody else, pretty slow. Mm -hmm. Uh, many many shops out of business, uh, but restaurants uh, opening um, with outdoor seating only, cafes mm -hmm. to go, you know. Uh, so uh, it's, it's relatively good, I think. Um, although I know that cases are increasing now, so. But uh, and we've been uh, at home, working from home, and, uh, you know, having a much more peaceful life. Maybe with exactly. too much WhatsApp exchanges. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of exchanges. I don't. I, there's so many platforms now: Zoom, WhatsApp, Facebook, Messenger. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, normal it's text. Too much information flying around. <laughs> too many words. Yeah, too much virtual life, not enough physical life. Exactly. So, Guillermo, I was reading your bio on your website, which is tangoguitar.com, which I'm going to post in the thread right now. And I realized you worked on one of my favorite movies, Farinelli. Oh, Farinelli. Have you watched it? Oh, yeah. Several times. I love that movie. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> weird, <laughs> huh? Was... You were like, well, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fun project. Uh, it's, I mean, it's easy to say fun now. During the project, it was um, like a one-year-long project. Wow. And uh, with what a lot of pressure because, yeah, and the movie producers uh, were interacting with the research institute where I was working, and we were in charge of developing the technology they needed. But in that interface between two different worlds, the, the movie uh, producers and the research scientists imagine mm -hmm. uh, the interface was uh, not so easy. But it worked wow. out in the end. It worked out and uh, so they what, had recorded. No... Hmm? What Sorry. did you guys do? Yeah, I have, no rec I have no knowledge of this, so I'm trying to figure out what exactly you guys are talking The <laughs> movie... Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. the, the movie was on the life of the most uh, legendary uh, castrato singer from the Baroque period. And uh -huh. uh, that guy was called Farinelli. Um, apparently, he, you know, the documentation, there's plenty of documentation stating that he was like a singing uh, phenomenon, like a super singer. Amazing, you know? uh, yeah. Uh, but that is because the, the history behind it is pretty sad, actually. At the time, they were castrating thousands of children in, uh, in Europe um, to um, 
create good singers because uh, the women were not allowed in the choir at the church. Mm. So it had to be children because of the high pitch. They needed high pitch. And uh, so they would train these children uh, very, very heavily. And, uh, you know, only a very small percentage of them would become professional singers and sing for the king and all that. And Farinelli apparently was the most uh, famous famous one. And um, a problem they had is that the scores from the time uh, were quite difficult to interpret because these castrato singers had a very wide range. Uh, uh, you know, they could go from very low pitch to very high pitch very fast. And uh, they also made an aesthetic choice to use a woman and a man's voice and somehow morph them so as to create a different kind of voice. Um, they recorded a soprano uh, singing uh, in tandem with a countertenor, which is the highest pitch of the male voices. Mm. Uh, you know, have bass, baritone, tenor, countertenor, that's the highest. And uh, so they divided the score and each sung a different segment of the melody. Um, then they hired us to create the technology to morph uh, both voices. Um, there's one passage in the movie where Farinelli sings an extremely long note wow. and mm. with a huge vibrato, uh, something that's physically uh, impossible. And that I had to create uh, on the computer, as you know, from using synthesis. Mm. Uh, but we used, of course, the as a raw, uh, you know, as a raw sound the recorded voices from the woman and the man and that's how it worked out it was quite interesting uh, unique wow the, it's so interesting because uh, in your bio it says you're an audio scientist is that like is this sort of stuff what you would do or this was like just one time sort of a gig no, no, this is what I've done all my life. Uh, there's a branch of electrical engineering that's called signal processing or digital signal processing. It used to be analog. Um, it's a whole field that, um, you know, created MP3 compression, for example, um, mm -hmm. uh, techniques for, you know, musical synthesizers uh, and effects for music and for audio in general, all kinds of effects for the recording studios to do... Um, mixing and mastering of uh, audio. And then there's uh, also a lot of applications to communication. So when you, for example, when you talk on over the internet, like we are talking now, there's a technique to cancel the echo mm -hmm. and, you know, many other things. Um, so it's a whole field. Wow. And uh, all the big companies, Google, Facebook, Amazon, uh, are using this kind of specialty for their products right now, besides the music companies. So does this feel, having been through this, like trained in this, does this make you extremely sensitive to <laughs> uh, audio stuff as a musician? Like, are you more sensitive than most other musicians, you think? No, I, I would not have the arrogance of saying that, no. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I mean, there's people who have never studied engineering and who have an amazing year, mm. uh, both for listening to 
uh, audio frequencies and also for you know musical ear, like identifying chords and musical elements. Nice. So no, but I think what you gain when you work in this field is uh, appreciation for the beauty of natural sounds, the mm. sounds of natural, you know, acoustic instruments, uh, because you get to see by analyzing them uh, how complex, um, uh, how much perfection in their imperfection, and how difficult it is to recreate that imperfection mm. uh, with a computer. Uh, modeling the imperfections of real sounds is one of the most difficult things. Wow. Yeah, because that is you also learn a lot of precise. Yeah. Yeah. And you also learn a lot about the wonderful human brain, the hmm. things you can do with sound <laughs> that uh, a computer has a very hard time doing. Like, for example, separating different uh, elements in a mix. For example, in an orchestra, you can listen to the violin, you can listen to the bandoneon, you can listen to the piano or the bass. Uh Um, For a computer to do that is very, very difficult. I see. Wow. So when um, I was we met you through Rio Garufa, and I'm curious who who got that project going, and uh, how long have you guys been working together? Trio Garufa is going to turn 20 years old next year. Wow. wow. That's yeah. amazing. And <laughs> so you I all are from different mm-hmm. countries. Yeah. Okay. U.S., Switzerland, and Argentina. Wow. Uh, yeah. I moved here uh, back in 1996, and I had started, I started a band with a friend of mine, uh, Mirta Wimersberg, who plays flute, and we had a singer... Roberto Forte, and the band was called Flor de Tango. Uh, and when uh, my partner had to move to Seattle uh, for uh, professional reasons, uh, I talked to Adrian, uh, Adrian Jost, uh, who plays mm-hmm. bandoneon. Uh, Adrian w- used to be an audio engineer as well, and we were co-workers at a company that's called Creative Labs, and um, at the time I talked to Adrian, I knew he was playing uh, the Bayan, you know, this beautiful uh, Mercedes-Benz of the accordions, I would say. And uh, he, uh, I said, hey, do you want to start a trio? Let's start a trio. Let's look for a bassist. And um, that's how we started. I, I uh, uh, how do you say this? I jump started the band by writing the initial arrangements and then from there on uh, the band took off and uh, it's been yeah that was 2001 wow wow wow that's amazing i think you guys might have been the first live i don't know i might be exaggerating that but one of the first live tango orchestras i heard for sure i think i heard gotan before you guys uh, they because that was in my first year they came to Central Park and then I think a trio in New York but then you guys were wherever we came to the west coast we would hear you guys play in like different marathons and festivals yeah you were definitely one of the first uh, groups tango groups that I I knew existed in the US yeah there were people before us there was uh, Seth Asarnov in the bay area uh, he had, you know, he was playing with his brother and uh, another musician. They had a trio. There was the 
Do you remember the New York-Buenos Aires connection? Pablo Aslan with uh, Raúl Jaurena. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Is like I didn't know that these groups existed, even though I live, we live in New York, because we weren't exposed to that community here. We were exposed to like the dancing tango scene here, and it wasn't until several years later that, at least for me, I was started to get exposed to the fact that New York City had like Hector del Corto and Pablo Islan and you know Marina and like all these amazing. Yeah amazing um, musicians so because they didn't really yes. mix with the dancing crowd back then now nowadays much more so we have orchestras and groups playing at milongas and this and that but but back then there was not so much of that happening how was it back then i would for say that S happens in argentina how about for sf mm -hmm. area back then were you guys playing at milongas yet so much or was that sort of yes oh, okay, so that was already happening where you were yeah, I started playing milongas with Flor de Tango in 1996. Oh, cool. Wow. Then, Damn, yeah. man. You're old. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the, reason for old. The, <laughs> the reason for the creation of Trio Garufa uh, was that, uh, so I had Flor de Tango and an organizer was, uh, wanted to hire us monthly to play at their milonga in uh, San Francisco. Um, that was Ken Del Mar. And um, uh, Flor de Tango, you know, had to break up because my partner was relocating to Seattle. So we had mm. to put together a trio, and that's how Trio Garufa started. Uh, we were playing monthly. And that was our first gig uh, at this Milonga in San Francisco. It is so cool that you guys, I mean, from what I can tell, is you haven't stuck to one kind of music like you've played traditional you played some electronic correct me if i'm wrong mm -hmm. uh, and i think you guys play some uh folk and stuff as well we do right there is a, a whole different side to the group so it's not just one type of music yes that's yes, not absolutely. usually common is it um I would say in Argentina, it's common for musicians to play both tango and folkloric mm -hmm. music. Uh -huh. uh, depends on, on the instrument. Some instruments, you know, like the guitar, is all across, you know, tango and That's folkloric true. music. Uh, and now, um, as far as the electronic part, I think the reason we did that is because that became, you know, more popular mm -hmm. when we started. That was, you know, when Got, uh, Gotan Project. Uh, became popular so uh, oh and uh, plus we got this request from a movie producer it was that movie with antonio banderas the teacher who teaches oh dance. yeah i know that, that. Uh, i forget but i like that movie actually that's the one that paul felicoro had a hand in uh, Sharon! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Mad Hot Ballroom. It wasn't Shall We Dance. Was it Shall We Dance? No, no, no it, it wasn't. Was that was Japanese, uh, right? And yeah. there is a US version right. of that, but that he wasn't on that. I'm looking now. Uh, yeah. uh, but that movie, they had shot the dance scene uh, to Gotan Project. Huh. And they ran into some legal problems of some copyright royalty issue. Yeah, yeah. Say Sorry. it again. Take the lead. We have a producer here that, that checks off all of our facts. 
<laughs> so, so, but it was funny because they, um, an, an intermediary person contacted us saying they are looking for a song that has to be exactly this tempo and exactly this length and exactly in this style uh, because they cannot use the song they used to shoot the scene, the dance scene to that tango they dance. And uh, that's how we came up with Gamulan, which is one of our electro tracks um, that we created for that, and we submitted it, but we were not chosen. They chose something mm. else. Uh, but the song is there. <laughs> I would say one oh. of the things that I find missing in electronic tango, and I just started to realize this recently, was that there's no, there's no fraseo, there's no spacing, there's no interesting fraseo basically you know what i mean it's because yeah it's, the strict it's just like what you say about is... the way that computers create music and, and can't recreate human human uh, imperfection it's so rigid and oh strict, absolutely so. and that's what makes tango so unique is all the different ways different singers sing the same songs or different uh, musicians interpret different songs yes yes uh, absolutely it's that uh, expressivity that you feel when a human is phrasing and uh, those micro delays and micro uh, uh, ad advances, uh, that, that's extremely hard for a computer to recreate. Yeah, yeah. So what would you like to share with us this evening, sir? <laughs> so let's see. Um, I... Um, I would like to start with a milonga. All right. Is, uh, <laughs> uh, the composer deserves introduction because he was a very important, uh, a very important uh, composer in Argentina. He's acknowledged as um, the the maestro of maestros, uh, Mr. Abel Fleury. Uh, he was. Uh, quite famous during the Golden Age um, for having uh, very large guitar ensembles that he called guitar squads. Mm. And uh, those were ensembles with like 10, 15 guitarists. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Whereas the, cool. the traditional guitar ensemble in tango is three or four guitars, typically. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have... Um, in the traditional formation, the uh, double bass, and you have a lower pitch guitar that's called guitarron, and uh, then a couple of guitars that's also traditional, but not 10 guitars or 15 guitars. That's crazy. So Abel Fleury was a pioneer in, in that, and some of those uh, young uh, guitarists in his ensembles became uh, the biggest names of tango guitar uh, with time, like Roberto Grela, for example, have you heard Roberto Grela? No, but I'm Trump. curious. Can you repeat the name of the person that you're referencing who made these large guitar ensembles? Uh, his name was Abel Fleury, A-B-E-L, yeah. and Fleury is F-L-E-U-R-Y. Cool. Uh, and Roberto Grela, the, uh, his duo with Aníbal Troilo is definitely worth listening to. Also, his duo with Leopoldo Federico. Uh, okay. and those are from the 50s and 60s, respectively. Uh, then another guitarist that was in the guitar squads that became really famous is Ubaldo de Lillo. You know the duo Horacio Salgan and Ubaldo mm -hmm. de Lillo? 
Yeah, piano yeah Adam Tully was talking about him, and I've been listening to his stuff with Salgan yeah. a lot lately. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, so those two guys um, today would be like the most famous guitarists in tango because they created two very different styles from each other. Uh, both are very good. So this is a milonga by Abel Fleury from the fifties, uh, and it's called uh, Milongueo de la Ger. I will Make mute sure. myself. Yeah. I'm gonna remove my headphones too in a second. Let me see. Here we go. I don't have my headphones while I play, so I'm not going to hear you if anything happens. I hope nothing happens. Actually, let's check that the sound is coming through. You guys can hear the sound, can you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. That's it. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> Thank you. 
Wow, that's beautiful, man. Woohoo! Can you hear us? <laughs> it's always so flattering after somebody plays beautiful music to hear woohoo yelled into a microphone. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> woohoo! Shall I do woohoo? Put the microphone away. Was that better? <laughs> no, I'm just joking, but it's so funny. Such a contrast. So beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Glad you like it. I love that tune. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. And the, the milonga music always has a bit of a countryside element. Uh, because, you know, the ancestor of this music is the countryside, uh, folkloric milonga. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The origination yeah. You... of tango comes from milonga. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? The, how that? How that evolved from the folklore to the milonga? Or yes, you... so yeah. back in the second half of the uh, 19th century, the, that's when the countryside milonga uh, starts taking form. And uh, uh, that is a slow, melancholic genre, you know, like this. Etc. So that's the feel of it. Then people are people are dancing to this, and they're dancing alone. No, no, no, no, no. This is music the gauchos would play in the pampas. There's no, there's no dancing. Yeah. Okay. So and for example, so this style remains very popular in Argentina. Uh, to the point that if you go to the province and you talk about milonga, they will think you're talking about the countryside style. Generally. Mm. Yeah. And they, right, uh, you know, milonga campera from the, from the campo, from the countryside, or milonga ciudadana from, from the city. That's the first milonga that we dance to. Now, that milonga ciudadana was created in the 1930s. Uh, there was one composer, Sebastián Piana, uh, who composes Milonga uh, del Novecientos and Milonga Sentimental. Those were the mm -hmm. two first uh, compositions in uh, urban Milonga style, 1930s. Really? Interesting. Uh, right. And, uh, and Piana uh, uh, takes the form of the original Milonga uh, from the countryside, which is uh, always uh, this introduction that is by definition instrumental, Mm -hmm. And then the then the singer comes in and tells typically a, a long story. Actually, the word milonga is an African term that means uh, palabrerio, long words. Long words. Huh. Yeah, because typically, you know, the milonga goes like there's a, an introduction. <laughs> And then the singer comes in and starts the lyrics there, and so on. So that format, and then the introduction comes back as an interlude, and then there's another verse, and so on. 
and that can go on for a long time. Um, so that uh, that's the meaning of the word milonga. In, you know, it's an, it comes from an African dialect. The word tango, you know, also comes from an African dialect. You Let's hear. Uh, we heard so many different stories, so tell us. Well, one of them is that the tango was the place, the venue, the dance venue, mm -hmm. at the time of slavery in, in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. And it wasn't Argentina yet. Uh, now, uh, Milonga uh, has this introduction and the singer, and the orchestras from Buenos Aires keep that same form. If you listen carefully, all the milongas start with something akin to the countryside introduction, you know, uh, that is always taka, taka, taka, taka, taka. Like, it, there's always this characteristic to the introductions of milongas, you know. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's never a lyrical melody at the beginning of a milonga. It's always taka, taka, taka, taka. Uh, so and that is. comes from what you said is milonga campera. Right, because the milonga campera has an in, instrumental introduction that is always uh, typically is arpeggios, mm -hmm. you know. So it's always lots of notes. It's never something that goes like this. See what I mean? That would I be see. the melody that the singer would think. Right. So the, the Buenos Aires milongas are an accelerated version of that. Uh, plus, <laughs> uh, <laughs> plus Sebastián Piana took over the uh, ancient tango rhythm. You know that the tango rhythm at the beginning was this. Is that candombe? No, no or habanera. That, that uh, is tango rhythm. from the beginning of the 20th century. Uh, that's the rhythm they would use to play. And uh, if you listen to Canaro, uh, you know, Quinteto Pirincho is a recreation of the old style. Sometimes you hear that. Hmm. Um, there's tangos that are played with that uh, ancient rhythm. Mm -hmm. uh, the, it's not milonga, they are tangos because the characteristics of the melody do not fit a milonga. Hmm. It's a, it's a, see what I mean? How do you define that? That's so. So if it, it could have the same rhythm, but the characteristic of the melody is what's defining that it's a milonga or not. Right. The, well, I was mentioning earlier that the milonga has always this style of introduction that is based mm -hmm. on arpeggios or on uh, 16th notes, whereas a tango melody can start melodically. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, yeah. So it's a difference in the nature of the melody that comes from the history of this music. I see. Milonga. And a tango yeah. would never start with the way the milonga starts? It could eventually, but it's not a stylistic, uh, common thing. Whereas I see. in milonga, if you listen to all the milongas, you'll always hear taka taka ta. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, so that's very typical of milonga music. It's so cool. Yeah. So you, 
we're in the U.S. for 20 years, and with your with the band that you guys created, and you were playing tango before then. Uh, well, I grew up playing tango in Argentina. Uh, yes, I and was... I'm wondering how long before you moved here, you were, or you were you were just playing through your childhood. I started when I was 10 years old. Wow. The first song they taught me was the Happy Birthday song, and the second one was La Cumbarcita. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God, that's hilarious. Why the Cumbarcita? <laughs> because it's like a symbol. Yeah, in yes. Turkey, too, you know. Yeah. Did Hamde tell you? Uh, she, she didn't tell me specifically about La Cumbarcita, but I know that. It's like you grow up hearing it. It's like you hear it in weddings all the time. Right. It's yeah, one of the as... few songs that became international, right? Yeah. Wow. So you learned like this information, for example, about the milonga, the way it starts to be able to distinguish this while you were living in Argentina or that came on afterwards? In Argentina, it was more organic. I would say I just learned to play milongas on the guitar. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, um, uh, mainly countryside milongas, Atahualpa Chupanqui, that kind of mm -hmm. style. And uh, I, I did not go into analysis when I was a kid. On, only as an adult, I became more interested in finding out, you know, the origins of what I was I playing. Yeah. The more the uh, intellectual information about exactly. it. It's cool. Marcelo is here with us too. Hello. Hola, Marcelo. Hello. Hola, Marcelo. How are you, Qué What a guitar, por Dios. Bueno, me alegro que te guste. Guys, thank you so much. Hey, uh, Adam, Chico. Hello. Everybody in the chat. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. What else will you play for us, Guillermo? Well, I thought I would play um, a song I especially like, which is Pampero by Osvaldo Fresedo. Mm -hmm. And this song um, yields very well on guitar. It took a bunch of work to actually adapt it for the guitar. I, I made an arrangement. That, um, uh, I thought it would be cool to compose an introduction for it uh, without invading the song too much. Uh, mm, just cool. an introduction that is... Uh, what I would call a guitaristic introduction by nature. Um, and then uh, the song starts. And that's uh, the you know version I made from Fresedo's uh, recording. So. Exciting. Yeah. Hey, Guillermo. Yes. Who is your favorite tango orchestra? <laughs> you know, there's so <laughs> many different styles. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so what we dance at, at the Milongas is one of the traditional styles that's made for dancing, and there I like a lot uh, Pedro Lawrence. I mm -hmm. like a lot, uh, well, the old one, of course, the, the Caro Sextet. Um, but I love them all. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to say because there were two to 3,000 orchestras typicals during that time, and how many have survived yeah, that we exactly. play at the Milongas? Maybe 20, 25. 1%, right? 1%. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So they're all good. They all passed the test of time. I, I love Darienzo. <laughs> I love Biagi. I love Pugliese. 
Now, there's uh, other orchestras I love which are not played on the milongas. For example, Horacio Salgan's orchestra mm. uh, is quite um, a transition, you know, between uh, the 40s and what happened in the 60s. And there's also um, the small ensembles that are remarkably good and definitely worth listening to what Aníbal Troilo uh, did with uh, Roberto Grela on, on guitar. Uh, it was a quartet, actually, bandoneon, guitar, guitar, and guitarron. No, bandoneon, guitar, guitarron, bass. Yeah, guys, if you... Uh, uh, sorry so to interrupt. You, yeah. If, if everybody has the chance to to go to YouTube um, or Spotify, uh, yes, I, I, I advise that too. It's beautiful what they did with... Yeah, it's, it's top, top quality. And then uh, a decade later, there was a, another remarkable musician who actually plays in many of the recordings we danced to, but he was not the director of the orchestra when he was young, uh, Leopoldo Federico, the bandone. Mm -hmm. uh, his orchestra, you can find it on YouTube, is remarkable. And uh, he also had a quartet with Roberto Grell on guitar. Uh, it was... Uh, different style than you know the, uh, compared to the one with Troilo but amazing music really amazing music so following Adam's question we're never gonna let you play terrible <laughs> <laughs> you're we're, really we're never gonna let Peppa on the show <laughs> exactly Peppa is like fuck you guys <laughs> so you're a great dancer too so you've been dancing uh, I'm guessing you've been playing longer than you've been dancing Based yes. on you started uh, playing at ten, um, is there something that you love playing on the guitar but you don't like dancing to? Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Um, you know, there's many beautiful things that are not necessarily for dancing. For example, all the folkloric music I like playing on the guitar. Mm -hmm. I, I love the folkloric dances, but I'm not a, a folklore dancer. I don't know how to do it. Uh, like samba, for example, it's not so easy. You know? mm -hmm. And uh, I love playing sambas on the guitar. You know? mm -hmm. Samba, for example. Mm -hmm. Love samba. It's, it's beautiful music, you know. Uh, Chacarera, all that. Uh, but any tango that, you dance. play and like playing, you're, you love dancing to it too. Uh, yes, Pampero is one of them. I, I love dancing to Fresero. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> we'll let you play. <laughs> let me see. Let, let's, let's tune the guitar a little bit. Cause, okay. you know, the, the guitar strings uh, cool down, you know, that they change the tuning. Uh, so each time the guitar rests, after that you need to tune it. And, uh, and when I start playing, they're going to warm up. And, and then the pitch goes up. That's true. We love hearing the, even the <laughs> tune-up. <laughs> Okay, so this is my version of Pampero. I hope you like it. I'm uh, removing my phones, my headphones. Okay. okay. <laughs> 
know, Guillermo, what you did, you, I felt that I was in a corner of Buenos Aires watching the people passing mm. by and we had, with a coffee. Mm. I felt that. I just felt that. Wow. Well, no media lunas, Marcelito. <laughs> no, he's on a diet, man. He lost four kilos. Yes, I am on a <laughs> diet. I am controlling <laughs> myself. <laughs> so, so no media lunas for you, I see. Well, I'll, I'll dream of the media lunas with the coffee. That was beautiful. I'm glad you yeah. liked it. It was amazing. It was, it was amazing. Wow. And I agree, Marcelo. So, you know, one of the tangos... Say it again. I said I agree with Marcelo. It took me to another place. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so glad. That's the best I can hear. That's, that's where I try to go to when I play. That's nice. It's a good way to, yeah, I mean, be present and be away at the same time, I guess. Would yeah. you say? Like yes. as a dancer, I think it's sort of like that. You're so yes, present, yes. but you're also somewhere else at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're one of the few musicians who dance. <laughs> it's true that it's not very popular among musicians. <laughs> <laughs> what do, how they did try. That I know friends. I know that they, many musicians they try, but they cannot make it. <laughs> they don't have any rhythm. They don't have any rhythm. <laughs> They have no musicality. They have no musicality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's um, there, there is a a grieta. Como se dice, Marcelo? A grieta. Uh, there's a like a cliff. Yeah, like a cliff, like a yeah, a space between between musicians and dancers in tango is. Um, quite noticeable. The musicians often tend to, uh, you know, not be interested at all in the golden age. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And gravitate more towards Piazzolla, more modern styles. Um, you know, the, the super modern Pugliese, La Vagene style, which are amazing styles, of course. But do you but think I that's think changed a little? At all, like in the last decade, because there is a lot more live music in the milongas, so there is more demand for musicians in the milongas. Yeah, I think it has changed a little bit. Uh, we see in Buenos Aires um, orchestras that actively play at the milongas, mm -hmm. and they are designed to play at the milongas. They play danceable arrangements, so that has changed. Um, in the big picture, depending on the country, Argentina, in the big picture, most musicians uh, who play tango are unrelated to the milonga, I would say, um, generally. But uh, I'm also talking about, uh, you know, the provinces, for example, people who play tango in the provinces typically often is played on guitars because that's more of the style, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, in, and uh, it's not designed uh, in the same way the Orquesta Tipica arrangements are designed. It's a different style, yet it's as traditional as the Orquesta Tipica. I like it all. 
We're, and we're not going to say anything. <laughs> I don't know why I liked listening to it. And now when you ended, I was like, I have no comment to make to that. I love yeah, hearing We it. agree. That's acceptable. We agree. Yes. <laughs> but I believe me, I have, um, I have discussions with musician friends where I have to convince them that musically what the orchestras typicals did in the 40s is as amazing as the modern styles. It's just different elements. And there is a, I, I want to use the word simple without meaning easy because it's actually the most difficult thing to play uh, in the way the or orchestras from the golden age played. You could call it simpler than the styles that are being played now, but it's actually harder to play, I would say, or, or at least as difficult. Um, so talking with fellow musicians about, you know, Pedro Lawrence orchestra in the 30s or uh, everything that happened in the 40s and defending the fact that the musical elements were as good. But then when I talked with the dancers, I had to defend the fact that the, <laughs> all the traditional <laughs> tango that was played, you know, in small ensembles uh -huh. uh, throughout history and um, also outside of the Golden Age, that's also very good. That's true. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's also dancers mm -hmm. are a little too overly picky. Snobby. Yeah, that's what it is. And also because they're, they're snobby or they don't have yet the means to be able to dance to that music. I think usually it goes either way, like either they are not able to express because of what they can do with their dance or uh, they just don't connect to it. I don't know. I think the most important thing yeah, is the dance world. The, the, the versatility isn't there so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. The, the what? Sorry? Versatility, he said. Versatility. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, the, you know, what worries me most about the dance uh, world is that sometimes tango music is perceived as a dead genre uh, where all the music has been composed and recorded and there's nothing to be added. And it all comes down to the same 20, 25 orchestras and that's it. And that is not true at all. Tango is very much alive. You know, there's thousands of tangos, thousands of tangos get composed every year. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's important to keep that in mind that, okay, it's true the style of the golden age, uh, you know, is gone for, at least for now, pretty much, uh, as far as live performances, unless you catch one of the excellent orchestras that are playing the Buenos Aires Milongas. Uh, or, or in the world, uh, but uh, there, uh, there is, uh, you know, a lot of life that was being done now that is also very good. And maybe for dancing, it takes a little more l close listening, I would say. You can't yeah. do the pilot. Yeah, it's not as predictable as the older stuff. Right. Yeah, oh, something that, sorry, something that Joanna was, was asking in the chat. Uh, in Buenos Aires, there is a big, uh, something that Guillermo was saying. The many musicians, they are not connected with the dancers. So there is a big community of musicians that they are playing, they are doing concerts, they are, there is 
cafes and bars and theaters that they are just for tango people, music, and they are not connected with the dancer. There is no a big a feedback loop between the dancer and the musicians. That is something interesting. It's true. And there is a concrete orchestra that are dedicated to dance. And most of them, they are dancers too. Most of the orchestras that I know that uh, play in milongas, many of the players, they dance too. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's our third song? <coughs> so the third song is uh, from a composer I also admire. Uh, his name is Mariano Mores. Uh, we know uh, En Esta Tarde Gris, that beautiful tango that we dance often at the Milongas. Uh, that is a composition by him. And he has also some other very famous songs uh, like Taquito Militar or uh, tanguera, or in this case, the tango I'm going to play, I just finished this musical arrangement, and um, the tango is uno. And so let me tune on. You're going to make me cry, man. You play this, the other yeah, song, and now they the, the song, but now uno. I know. Are you killing? Uh, <laughs> it's killing us all. <laughs> Let me tune a little bit. I hope I don't make you cry because I play so badly. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. No, it's not that. It's just emotion. I'm emotional, man. <laughs> you cannot throw tomatoes at me at least now. <laughs> well, I hope you like it. This is something I finished very recently. I'm going to write down all the arrangements I've been doing for solo tango guitar mm -hmm. as part of the project the idea is to uh, start recording and releasing recordings and uh, also write down the arrangements so that other people can play them and that's one of the things in tango music you probably know that a lot of music has not been written down and mm -hmm. uh, then you hear the you know amazing recordings by troilo's orchestra but good luck finding the arrangements yeah uh, Okay, let's see. Just one sec, please. So I'm removing my headphones, and here's Uno by Mariano Mores.
Wow. That was extraordinary. I need to do my clapping. Yes, amazing. So, so beautiful. Now I was walking in Buenos Aires in an afternoon with the sunset. I was at that the beach thing. with the sunset. I felt like I was at a farmhouse. <laughs> Which you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's so real now. It's amazing how the really, magic... really beautiful. Yeah. Sorry, Marcelo. Um, the amazing the music of, of the magic of music, right? That can, can take us to so different places. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, immediate travel, instantaneous, and sometimes time travel. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Wow, Dijarmo, oh. it's been such a pleasure to reconnect and to have you teach us some of the details that you talk with us and share with us about you and about the music so what a yeah. pleasure i can keep chatting <laughs> so we have another here. guest who's hungry <laughs> and waiting for us <laughs> awesome. well it's been it's great to reconnect with you guys i'm really happy that uh, we connected and uh, yeah it was a, a pleasure to talk to you all so i keep you listening too. and thank you so thank much you so for much. inviting me for playing yeah. Thank you. I'm Thank you for. You. Gracias, yeah. Guille. No, un placer. Gracias. <laughs> un placer. Un abrazo. Un abrazo fuerte. I will start to stalk you, man, because I love your work. Oh, thank you so much. That's an honor. That's an honor. Thank you. All right. Well, Ciao. have fun. I'll keep listening. Ciao. Okay. okay. Ciao, man. Bye. Hola, Pepa. Hola, Pepa. Lo siento. Yeah. Gracias por esperar. Sí, muchas gracias por esperar. For waiting. And when Pepona, you're hungry. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien. Tenemos, tenemos Marcelo, nos, nuestro traducir. He's going to translate for us. That's why I'm speaking English, so that we don't all start speaking Spanish. So um, I can say whatever Pepa is not saying. That is awesome. <laughs> but I think she understands a lot, Marcelo. So be careful. Be careful. See, Pepa? Do you trust this man? Did we lose her? We had uh, some sound stuff before, so I think maybe her headset. Oh, I feel bad. We made her wait so long, and now we can't get her through. <laughs> um, I think it's her connection. Yeah, there you go. You're, I think, here with us. Yeah. Peppa? No, I Peppa. think you're just echoing, Chica. Yeah, all Hola. of a sudden I'm not going. Hola. Yes. Hola. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's coming in and out. Oh, no. 
Uh, let me disconnect her and now we have her try again. I think that is the the headphone. There is something I in there. I think so too. But that's what I was saying the other day too. Uh, can you tell her, Marcelito? Yeah, sure. Peppa, Peppa, otra vez, por favor. Sí, y Peppa también. Fíjate la el el auricular o el tele el micrófono auricular estaba creo que está como suelto. We have so many things we want to ask her. Okay, guys, just in case it's not me before you kick me out, because you only kick me out when there is something straight. Hey, no, that's, that's, that's not, I'm not, I can't do that tonight, Marcelo, because I'm not hosting, it's me. so it's all Chico. ¿Me escuchar ahora? Yes! Sí, sí, sí, sí. Mejor. Hey! Hey! <laughs> yes! Hey, bienvenido. ¿Cómo estás? Welcome, how are you? I love that Spanish accent, the Spanish flow. I love it. Nos ayudanos, sí. Sí, es como Spanish, Argentinian. Sabe qué es esto. Qué fantástico, Guillermo, por cierto. Sí, beautiful. Muy bien, sí. Conocimos por muchos años. Sí, espectacular. Sí, sí, sí, la versión de Pampero es impresionante. Sí. I agree. Beautiful, beautiful version. In Uno, too. That was just so... Yes. song is already so emotional, and yeah. Yes, it's very special, this song. So, Peppa, you want to eat okay. food now? Okay, let's go then. Do you want to eat something now, right? This is a typical think... time for dinner for Argentinians, so it's okay. Yes. I know. You understand, Marcelo. A full, yo acabo de cenar hace media hora, así que te reentiendo, Pepi. No, no, lo que pasa es que, que estoy con un amigo y en teoría le dije que a las 11 comíamos y tenía 10 y media 11 y por eso quería saber. No por nada más, está todo bien, está todo bien. Bueno, so there is on and off a connection problem, I think, with Pepa's cable. So I want to make sure we have her with us. Peppa. Hola. Hola. Hola, hola. Yes, you're back. You're back. Okay. It's, uh, it's good. Sí. Yeah. No, okay. yeah. Decía, decía, había cinco preguntas, ¿no? <laughs> sí. Sí. Sí. Tenemos cinco y más. <laughs> so, am okay, I still I a queen? Question. Tengo una pregunta. Tengo una pregunta. Tengo para una vos. pregunta para vos. Para vos. <laughs> Me too. Sí, sí, sí, exacto. A ver, a ver. Estoy todo ¿Por qué empezaste 
¿Por qué empezaste? Tengo una pregunta para vos. Why did you start the YouTube video? Tengo una pregunta para vos. Where was your Where did the idea come from? Okay. Eh, Marcelo, vos anda avisándome cuando querés traducir. ¿Querés que te que hable así más cantidad o menos cantidad para traducir? Eh, dame cuando sientas que terminaste una idea, ahí te puedo traducir. Ok, perfecto. Bueno, eh, la, la idea del tengo una pregunta para vos nació eh, con una charla con Chicho después de hacer un seminario eh, con él. Eh, había publicado una, una entrevista en Sangauta con Milena Plebs en la que hablaba del regreso al abrazo, al abrazo cerrado a la esencia del tango. Y cuando hice el seminario, eh, el seminario fue de tango nuevo, como siempre, en abrazo abierto. Y entonces a mí no me pareció que tuviera mucha coherencia eso. Y entonces le pregunté directamente a él, porque además eh, fui directa y, y le dije, che, mira, leí esto, que dijiste que había que volver al brazo cerrado, la esencia del tango, etc. Y sin embargo seguís dando las clases en abrazo abierto. Y no entiendo eh, cómo decís una cosa y haces la otra, ¿no? Y él me... ¡Ah, qué me... grande! Sí, entonces estuvimos hablando como tres horas en la puerta de la viruta y él me contó por qué. Y ahí dije, ¡ay, qué pena que la gente no escuche esto! no Y justo como uh -huh. yo hacía un programa de televisión en España que era muy parecido a esto, le propuse hacerlo. Le dije, ¡che, si yo consigo un lugar gratis y cámara gratis, vos te, te prenderías a hacerlo gratis, obviamente. Y me dijo, ¡obvio, sí, lo haría! Y así empezó. Okay, so uh, the idea uh, started with a talk with Chicho after a workshop that she took in Abiruta. Uh, can you first explain what tango, tango na pregunta para vos is for those of the people that may not know about it? Or, or did okay. you guys mention that? Because I got disconnected, so... No, we did not okay. mention it. Okay, okay so one ple question. my pleasure. I will introduce the idea. Yeah. yeah. The idea is beautiful that uh, Pepa uh, releases. It's a series of interviews with different tango references where uh, she is uh, the, uh, the, the main person who makes the question and, and create a nice dialogue. At the same time, there is a group of people, dancers, that uh, create a dialogue with the teacher too, with the main person. It's not just teachers, there is reference, references as well about music, and, and, and it's created on YouTube. The, the, you can search it by, tengo una pregunta para vos, it is, I have a question for you. That is the, the series that uh, Pepa is doing. And, and there's been some amazing, asked, amazing uh, interviews. Interviews, yeah. yeah. It's so fantastic. So tell us, yeah. Marcelo, what did she say? Where was the idea born? Or you yes, were, you the were idea started... Sorry, yeah. Yes, Sorry. please. Uh, but, uh, the idea started when she had a conversation with Chicho uh, uh, after a workshop that she took in Abiruta. She was doing some interviews before for Tangauta with Milena Ples, but Milena Ples was talking about the tango embrace and, and related to the tango embrace and the closed tango embrace. So, uh, and then Pepa noticed that Chicho was saying the same in another interview that with tango needs to come back to the tango embrace again. At the same time, he was teaching open embrace. So Pepa, after they took the workshop, she asked, asked him, hey, what you are talking about, tango, close embrace, and now you are teaching 
Tango Open Embrace. That is a really bold question, and I love it. It's a reference. <laughs> then they started to talk in the Viruta, after the Viruta, for three hours. And then she came with the idea and said to Chicho, are you willing to do this interview? If I have some a place and some free cameras, are you willing to do that interview? And he said, yes. And this is the start of Tengo Una Pregunta Para Vos. Hmm. So nice. And how many years ago was that? ¿Cuánto tiempo atrás fue eso? Um, a ver, para, para, para, que lo pienso. Estamos en 2020 y esto fue, creo que en octubre de 2011. Creo que en 2011. O sea, hace... Eh, 11 años. 10, 11, no, 10 años, 10 años, 10 años, pasé 10 años, porque empecé con, justo cuando empecé la milonga también. Eh, almost 10 years. Que son unas 46, 47 entrevistas, lo que hay hasta ahora, que son videos eh, que se, se publican de forma gratuita para todo el mundo, y con subtítulos en inglés, y ahora también en japonés y en ruso. Mm. Wow. wow, she has around 42 interviews that you can find in, in internet, in YouTube. Uh, uh, you have the translation in, in, in, in English, but I'm referenced because many people don't know. You need to go down and search for the settings and then you will find the translation there. Wow. And now there is translation in, in, in Russian, Russian and Japanese. Wow, it's amazing. So... Peppa runs several events, weekly events in Buenos Aires at Mijamalcom, right? Correct? Peppa, ¿tienes pocos eventos en Buenos Aires, sí? Eh, sí. Lo, el domingo y en Mijamalcom, ¿no? Eh, sí, el domingo en Mijamalcom. Sí, bueno, por uh -huh. lo menos hasta ahora era el domingo en Mijamalcom. A partir de ahora ni se sabe cuándo va a ser. Pero sí, el domingo en Mijamalcom. De uh -huh. hecho, hace... El 21 de julio eh, cumplí 10 años con la milonga. ¡Wow! Sí, así que la única vez que hemos parado ha sido justamente por la, por la cuarentena. Pero ha sido, ha sido 10 años eh, todas las semanas. Todas las semanas. Yeah. Wow. Pepa, 10 años cada semana y fue en junio. Ahora es junio, julio, ¿verdad? Say that the, the milonga was the birth of milonga. Mm-hmm. So how did we start? How did she begin the the Sunday milonga at, at the Pijama? ¿Y cómo empezaste la milonga de, de Pepa? ¿Cómo empezó? Uh, eso fue de casualidad, porque yo vine a pasar un año sabático a Buenos Aires. ¿Viste? Porque yo soy periodista, bueno, era, soy española. Sí, era periodista en España, trabajaba en televisión, de ahí también me tengo una pregunta para vos. Yo vine a pasar un año sabático acá porque estaba muy estresada, necesitaba desconectar de todo y que mi vida consistiera en sentirme mi, mi mayor preocupación en ese momento, lo que necesitaba. Y, y en el momento que se me acabó la plata decidí quedarme y largar todo y justo ahí me plantearon, me plantearon las chicas del motivo de los lunes de Malcolm eh, colaborar, eh, empezar a organizar con ellas y ahí empecé. Pero de hecho no era nada que tuviera previsto ni que hubiera imaginado nunca que, que iba a ser. Y ahí empezó. 
Wow, beautiful story. The, uh, she is a Spanish lady. She's from Spain, and she's an she's interviewed. She is an interview uh, reporter, and she was working in Spain uh, as a reporter. And then she t came uh, to Buenos Aires in order to take one year sabbatic to rest and to just uh, uh, yes, to, to rest. And then when she ran out of money, she started to help another milonga that is really well known here in Buenos Aires, which is uh, Motivo, with all with with ladies yeah. that you know, I don't remember the names. And then she she started to notice that she can organize, and she started to organize. This one is one. It's, it it was not a thinking thinking. It was not planned. She just right. Wow. So you decided not to go back to Spain after the one year sabbatical. En realidad no, nunca planeo nada, no sé, creo que la vida consiste en algo más que planes, creo que uno tiene que percibirse y, y por eso surgió Iba la Pepa, por, por eso surgió, tengo una pregunta para vos y lo que surja después es algo que no puedo decir ahora, no sé si volver a España, no sé si me quedaré en Buenos Aires o no sé si me iré a Japón, no tengo ni idea, la verdad no, no, no, no suelo planificar, no, no, no. I don't think anybody plans to stay. <laughs> they just stay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the people who don't understand, she said that she's not a person who plans things. She likes to let the things flow. So she cannot assure that she can stay in VA or she will come back to Spain. Or maybe she goes to Japan. She, she, she's a person that lets things go and flow. sort of means that you need to be open to things that come your way and it seems like both the milonga and tango una pregunta para vos has formed by her recognizing these opportunities or not even opportunity these projects like come to her and find her in a way Sí, yes. eh, eh, sos una persona que encuentra los proyectos y los deja fluir. Un... Sí. Más o menos. sí, totalmente. Sí, creo que los proyectos, yo creo que todo, todo en general, ¿no? Eh, creo que en el momento que eh, vos estás abierto o abierta a que las cosas suceden, eh, la, la propia vida te está planteando determinados retos eh, y en vos está decidir si lo aceptas o no. Yo no, yo no me suelo plantear demasiado las cosas. Cuando se me ocurre algo, lo hago. Y no me importa si van a decir, si van a no decir, si va a ser aceptado o no. Creo que eh, yo siento que muchas veces nosotros, las personas me refiero, eh, somos canales, canales de algo que viene de, de no sé dónde, pero sentís la necesidad de hacer algo y, y lo haces y no te tiene que preocupar el qué, el cómo, el cuándo, el dónde, el por qué, no, no, no, simplemente lo haces. Y en el momento que lo haces, eso significa que lo estás haciendo como con cierta honestidad y eso va a funcionar siempre. Así que no, no, no me planteo eh, ni por qué lo hice, ni por qué voy a hacer lo que tenga que hacer después, porque no tengo ni idea de lo que voy a hacer. Pero es como que estoy abierta a que las cosas sucedan. Ok. Eh, she said beautiful things. I will try to... To resume, don't forget anything. This is a person that she she learned to open to what the energy of the universe is bringing to her. So she's not really wondering if she has to do it or not do it. She feels the uh, the the impulse to do it, and she just just do it. And there is a, an idea that 
we as a person, as a human beings, we are just channels that we are open enough, we are going to be bridges between what what the universe needs or or want from us and us as a as a makers, as a doers. So mm-hmm. she doesn't really know what she will do. She's open to receive the, the this energy from the universe to things to do things. I'm trying, I'm trying. It's very good job. It's not easy, huh? To do translation right away, no? No, no, no, no. It's fácil to Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Pippa, during this uh oh is calling. Shall I let him in? Uh oh. El Guille Cerneas is in the house. In the house. Guillermo Garcia is in the house too. Everybody's calling. Yes, let's bring the the, the, the, the pasta. Everybody's here now. Bring the Guilles together. I'm hoop fire, baby. Oh, are you talking about Guillermo? Guillermo, are you are you here? The other Guillermo? Yes, the other Guillermo is here. Oh, too. that's cool. Okay, I didn't know who you were talking about. Well, it's good <laughs> to see Guillermo too. He used to come here to San Francisco. So Guise I was going to ¿Qué es lo que aprendiste en esta? ¿Entendiste, no, Pepi? ¿Entendés? No, me quedé solo, me quedé solo en el aire. Hola, hola. I, I am alone now. Oh, no, vaya conexión. Ahí estás, ahí te, te, te escucho. ¿Qué aprendí? Lo que te, te pregunté es, ¿qué aprendiste de, de, de, de estas entrevistas? ¿Qué aprendiste de Okay, so tonight okay. we have, <laughs> I'm not gonna... we have uh, an interview with Pepa, one of the organizers, one of the main milongas in Buenos Aires. I think Pepa's, Pepa Milonga is one of the places where everybody has dance and, and, and the big names, right? Chicho, yes. Naveira, Cariatna, many, many, many missing dancers and Sundays everybody. is the day. Everybody. However, we seem to be having trouble staying connected. So yes. even me, I think I've done so. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Hola, me escuchas? A little. Yes. Yeah. There is some echo, guys. Who is playing with the cables? Somebody's playing with the cables. Well, I think it's Peppa's headset is is a little yeah. messed up and it's causing an echo. I think so too. 
I think it's Gishe. We lost her again. I think it's Gishe. Gishe, Gishe is, is this little leprechaun that is making, is going around the house and making mess just to have fun. You know? Ahora sí, Peppa. But it's coming in and out. Yeah. I, yeah. I am... I feel bad that we made her wait, but I feel like we should let her go eat her dinner. Carol is here too. Try another time. Yes. See, Carol is here. We lost Geisha as well. And I'm echoing again. Hola, hola, hola. Hola, hola. Aquí se escucha? No, sí. Se escucha. Sí. Ah, bueno. Pero no se escucha bien. Escucho todo. Escucho a mí mismo. Claro. There's an echo. There's echo. Um, okay, And I'm not me It's in and out, Peppa. ¿Cómo? ¿Me puedes escuchar Más ahora? Más o menos. Sí, Más ahora. Menos. ¿Ahora sí? Podemos, pero it's, uh, hay mucho eco. Oh. Marcelo. Entonces. No, me parece que. Marcelo, too? We lost Marcelo, too, I think. Oh. Okay. I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Tenemos dificultades técnicas, Pepa. Vamos a tener que cambiar cables. Sí, sí, sí. Lo siento, pero no creo que esta noche vamos a hacer. No se escucha. No podemos escucharte. Ok, guys, so we are going to suspend Pepa. Yes, please, Marcelo. Pepita, vamos a suspender la entrevista por hoy hasta que arreglemos que esta cosa técnica que sucede, si te, te, te van a convocar otro día. Sí. Lo siento, Pepa. <laughs> Yo tenía preguntas. I have a question for Pepa, so better you call her again soon. <laughs> and you we know, won't we, make we her have, wait. We, we have to do this again soon. We just have to make sure we can do yeah, I think sound better. She needs a different headphone. Uh, it seemed like the cable had a... You know when the cable is a little torn in its side? It felt like that sort of a disconnection maybe. What do I know? Here we have a te technician <laughs> that we can explain the reason. <laughs> I got Peppa calling again. So I, uh, for some reason, I wasn't even able to answer. <clears throat> well, I feel bad. So what's, we what's, made, made her wait yeah. for dinner and now we can't talk to her, but hopefully, hopefully, we can do it soon. 
I hope so. Again. Yeah, no, that was my. Never mind. I fixed that okay. right away. I'm on it. So, Marcelo, right. then we have a question for you. <laughs> How many of the tango? Oh, perfect. Okay, perfect. have you watched? <laughs> many. Many, I have many questions. You know something really interesting that coming back, I, I, I, I have something I, before I let it go, something that you were talking with, with Gishe about the, the Guillermo, right? With the story of tango. Mm -hmm. I am doing a workshop with a historian uh, of tango and it's amazing. And many story that uh, Guillermo was telling us about the campaign, milonga campera and how that evolved to the milonga has a, at the same time a background, a social change in Buenos Aires in that time. That is really interesting to, to understand. And the most beautiful part about that talk is the link that these people in that time and us in this time, how the social change that Buenos Aires have had in that time it really has a lot of similarities what we are living now, including a pandemic. And it's something that I will, I'm working to bring to her to, to, to do a talk. So get tuned. Wow. Cool. Interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. You've been setting up uh, talks like this too. And like, it's, it's so interesting now to prepare for this probably on your end and then like you, you must get a lot of questions too i love it i love it and i'm and for people who's listening we are going to have chip and adam in september for time was fierce too so we'll get tuned and our lesson to this sunday right yes this sunday this sunday yeah i'm gonna be driving back from ohio this sunday guys Great, Adam. Oh, perfect. I, love, I would love to see your drills. Fantastic. Uh oh. I guess Marcelo and I are teaching without you. I guess I'll try to drive. I'll do it from the car. Well, maybe we move it to Monday or something, guys. Why not? Oh my God! I totally spaced out. I I knew I was going to be away, so. You so were going to be away. Night. That's why you asked us to pick the videos and stuff. I thought. No, it was That's... because it was somebody else's turn because I picked them last month and then I see. picked them the month before, but I just didn't. It's so hard to keep track of things right now, you know? <laughs> I mean, how long, did, yeah. how, long did, how long did we work together? I mean, we still work together, but how many times in all of our years working together did I mess up like a date? I think once I missed like a bus, but you know, we never had this. I've never had so many issues I've had the next last few months. Forgetting the truth, Chico, the truth. Tell us the truth. How many times I, I stayed up? silent, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he usually he doesn't miss like work. It's been no. more uh, if we were going to meet and practice or do something like that, it might have been that he overslept. But uh, when it comes to work, yeah, he's very on top of Never. things and punctual and there. Never. I mean, once in like Never. 14 years. Bailed so on anyway. me on two classes or something, probably. I don't know. Not, not in teaching, in taking a class together. Which yeah, I'm sure I've done on you, too. 
So yeah, <laughs> during this time, it gets so messy. It's crazy. It's so fascinating, so, right? We'll be driving. Uh, I'll join you from the car. We'll we'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. But, but we can. I think we can also try doing it on Monday, guys. Like it might be interesting to try a different day. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm up to Let's do. Let's have this I'm conversation off air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody who is listening, you're really interested about our plan of teaching. So keep tuned because this is internal. This is the backstage. This is the internal affairs. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. See, Carol's interested. She wants to know. Does right. she? Mm -hmm. All right, well. How is it? Uh, those of you. For, sorry. Huh? Sorry to interrupt you. No, I was just going to say for those who's joined us a little later. Check out the earlier part of the show when we had Guillermo on for the music <laughs> because unfortunately or the second half didn't go too well. Uh, but we'll make it up to later with Peppa. Yeah, we'll have another week where we can host her yeah. uh, and make up for it. And Adam, I think you're low on battery. I on am your uh, very low on battery. Phone. So we might actually... Phone and didn't charge fully. I only charged to like 80% and I didn't realize how quickly the battery runs out. Yeah, it does. And I think it, this might be the first week where we might actually end On within time? two hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's already <laughs> past time. But yeah. it was also didn't I... help that I was checking the baseball scores while I was watching while I was. On the what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Adam. The minute you talk about baseball, April asked me to shoot you off the show, so I'm going to disconnect you. <laughs> hi, no. hi, Carol. Hey, Carol. Hey, how is everybody? It's been a while. Yes, yeah. good, good. Oh, well, what's going on up there? For um, me, it was yesterday. I don't know what day, what day I'm leaving, so for me, every day is the same. So. Uh, nothing much up here. It's been hot. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's different. You know, guys, mm -hmm. something something that I wanted to share with it's you. It's hot here in the summer. Yeah. Something I okay, want to share well, with we... you about the the technical difficulties. You know that in this moment we have this difficulty with with Peppa, and I was uh, in a in a talk of uh, super international, like they promoted for many for many months uh, our newspaper, the Hill, about connectivity and community, and I thought that. Uh, it would be perfect, right? Because they have money, they have the equipment, they have all the, the elements to make it correct, and they mess up too. So don't feel bad. So all of us, we we mess up. We never mess up, Marcelo. I'm, I don't, and then we never feel bad either. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I can't see Adam feeling bad about it. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, Just saying. Marcelito, but, I'm but, sorry but you were being so you nice. For us. <laughs> but but he but he was translating really well. I thought. I thought so yeah. too, especially at the first question when Peppa was like describing and it was going on and on. I'm like, good luck, yeah, I thought, Oh my God, <laughs> punch him, punch her. <laughs> no, that was really good. Gishe. He said, look at him. Why do you want everybody to be me with me? Hey. <laughs> and I have a conversation with the people. Oh, yeah. I, I can see that too. I'll keep being mean to him. Don't worry, Gijet. Mm -hmm. No, a That's fun fact here is that. Provocative uh, listening. 
<laughs> a fun, fun fact, fact is Guillermo and I have the same birthday. Which is? Really? October 13, yeah. October 13, happy mm -hmm. birthday, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's not listening now. Which Hold Guillermo? on, which Guillermo? Yes, I know, now he's saying me too. Oh, so who else? Somebody else. Chukit. Who's CB Pickrow 13? Yeah, I have no idea. Isn't that? No, I thought there was. Cherries. Oh, how fun! We should all do something then next time. Yeah, we should. Crazy. I realized August 4 is a lot of people I know and like as a birthday. It was yesterday and. There were like five women that I really like and respect on the same day within our like tango community. I was like, what? That's Sharon right. One, Adam. Yeah. That's right, Guillermo. It's true. No way. Mm -hmm. And it's everybody, cool. somebody in 4th of March, anybody? Or oh, I am alone the 4th of March? <laughs> I think so. What does that make you like Pisces or something? Yes, I'm a I'm a fish. The second <laughs> of March is my brother. Oh. Mm hmm So almost Marcelo. Now we're talking about that. Adam, you let you <laughs> let Chico to choose the videos for the lesson and she choose another Turkish. You know? Turkish is in Bay. <laughs> yeah. I uh it's I true. Saw that. I saw that, Marcelo. I noticed. It's true. Yeah. I, didn't want to say I, I saw a Turk. I, I was going to just pick Turks, but then I decided to pick a Turk that is married to an Argentine, just to be respectful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is fun. Uh, this is right, really guys. suspicious. This, uh, I mm -hmm. don't know. I'm uh, thinking maybe we should wrap up the show. Now I want to have I have a question for Carol. Okay. okay. I have a question for Carol. Oh, no. Carol. I <laughs> know <laughs> no, no will be it won't be an Adam question, I promise. No, and it's yes, okay. No scars. No scars. <laughs> no scars. No scars, with scars need nasty things. No, yeah, I saw that you guys will pass out at the slightest mention of anything like that. <laughs> yeah, he missed yes, the castration earlier in the show. I thought if Marcelo Oh was no, why? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> No, well, he's out. No need, no need. <laughs> Carol, I saw that you guys are starting to open the school and people dancing. How is it? How is it going? <clears throat> well, we Great yeah place. we um, we are allowed to um, do. We we have to still stay two meters apart. So well, then how we're the hell are dancing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, so that's what I. With yes, sticks, we can open the doors <laughs> and just look around. No, you, so you we can't start at each other. We started with um, uh, like uh, Chantal's giving a Pilates class, and someone else is giving a Feldenkrais class, and someone else is giving a decoration class, and we started with. Um, Pablo and Noel had a practice on Friday nights. Um, 
so we started that back up. The, the only people who are excluded from the two meter distance rule are people who live in the same household. Mm -hmm. So we have this little practice where people have to register in advance. And uh, the first week, you know, we, we, we kept it very small. We kept it to six couples. And uh, that's what it's been. It's been three weeks now and it's been like six couples each time. It's like there's no way that's you can good. like actually make your money to pay the rent with this kind no. of activity. It's, it's to be totally honest. I mean, I think people are super happy because they feel, you know, that they can reconnect to people and they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're social and they're fun. And, and our place, we're lucky that we can have all the windows open on both sides of the building, which creates like a good you know, I feel fairly confident about the the Cross air circulation. circulation and we're obliging. Everybody's wearing masks anyways. But, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I kind of really would have preferred if we still had to be closed, you know, then there wouldn't be, because it seems it's up to us to feel out the situation and it, it, it's a bit stressful. Hmm. I, I think that it's, the government rushed things a bit is my opinion. However, you know, the, the number of cases are down right now. So perhaps, you know, the risk is lower and everything, but you know, like we're running around cleaning like maniacs after everything. And we have all these protocols that are set up. And um, like I said, I think that it's nice for some people who feel that they've reconnecting to stuff, but frankly, it's, you can't like so like for example somebody said to me well why don't we do like a small milonga you could do a milonga with 10 people and i said well you're 10 couples and i had thought about that like okay you could open on a saturday night and say okay i have 10 couples reserved from 8 till 9 30 and then a half hour break to clean everything and then another 10 couples afterwards and then i thought well who wants to come to a milonga where you can't change partners you have to stay two meters away from the other couples anyways, like what, there's no, there's no point to that. Like it would be a kind of, it, it just wouldn't be a Malanga experience. I don't think that people would, uh, I don't, I don't think there's any point going that way right now. Little practices perhaps and mm -hmm. little like technique classes. Okay. But the rest, uh, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, people, you can do a class with, uh, single people with dancing with a hula hoop in the middle or a stick. A stick, a yeah, maybe, maybe. Could be fun exercises like that. Yeah. That time. Like yeah. we are still sharing one holding device, so you still have an embrace to an extent. Like yeah, with like a like a broomstick kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, without the broom part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, I mean, there are enough, there are people who are like, believe it or not, there are people who are couples. So like, you know, uh, maybe you <laughs> that, was, that, was funny. that was funny. I know, but I mean, it sounds really weird the way you have to advertise things too. And then I get all these messages from people like, can we do it together? Cause we don't live together, but we've been a couple for six years. And it's like, well, yes, Jesus, you know, you're probably sleeping together. Like, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> who's laughing? Sharon, that was awesome. That was the, the, the, the best thing of the Yeah, and then like like because each each uh, 
<laughs> the romantic couples dancing together. No, it's a trap. Yeah, well, and then, you know, each province in Canada is different. Like, Quebec is the place where there was the most cases, and I think there still are the most cases, but for some reason, they just flew, you know, threw caution to the wind and decided, like, after the pressure of different businesses to open everything up. But, like, for instance, in Ontario, the province right beside, they have a different thing going. Like, they have the a thing where you can form a bubble of 10 people and those 10 people are allowed to hug. So, yeah, it's called orgy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there you could think, oh, you could do a little practice for 10 people, but it's just that those 10 people have to stay in their little bubble mm -hmm. for the rest of time kind of thing. You can't like go out of your bubble and go dance with other people. Like I've heard that there's people, you know, we really try to, the way you guys sort of like spread the word that people shouldn't be doing things that are like underground and under the table. But I know that people are, and I just don't trust it that if people were to say, okay, I'm coming to the practice with this person, it's my dedicated partner. And then you hear two days later, they were out dancing in a park with somebody else. Like I don't, mm -hmm. Exactly. I don't really want to have to be policing Monitoring that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. anybody yes. who's asked, I've told them, like, look, we're not going to ask you for proof of address, but we do expect that you treat it as an exclusive relationship. And if we do hear you're dancing somewhere else, you're just not going to be allowed back. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know what else to say, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, my my my question was directed exactly what you part of what your your your your story was is the sensation, right? Because yes, mm -hmm. we can open, but at the same time, what is a for me? I can imagine if I were in charge, like as stressful as you mentioned, cleaning, be responsible. I mean, already you have a, a lot of responsibility as a as organizer plus the the, the other. Thing. Yeah. You want to hear something crazy? Okay, so when we first announced that we were going to start back the in a mini version, Pablo and Noel's Practica, okay, and that people have to register in advance, this was new, and blah, blah, blah. So the, I get an email from this one lady, and I'm like, geez, I haven't heard from them in years and years and years. And in my head, I always thought these people were, were old. But you know the way sometimes people are actually even the same age as you, but you're just perceiving them as old? So I'm... I thought, well, I wrote them, I wrote the lady, and I thought it took me hours to write it properly. I thought I wrote a really nice email saying, you know, oh, we just started back and we're just trying it out. And then I sort of copied and pasted from the government website, you know, I just have to say that if you fall into any of these high-risk categories, and you know the way they say like diabetes or over the age of this or whatever, you know, if you fall into any of these categories, I'd suggest that as we're just trying this out for the first time, that maybe you wait a few weeks and then join in a, in a later time. Like I thought I wrote it really nicely. She wrote back as mad as anything. She was so pissed off, blah, blah, blah. So I... I asked a couple people I knew, like including Noel and somebody else, like, what do you think? I feel really bad. And they were all like, well, you know, no, I don't think they're that old. They're like about 65. And I'm like, I think they were like 65, 10 years ago. Like, and everybody's like, no, no. And besides, Carol, you can't be taking care of everybody. And I thought, well, okay, part of me feels like I don't want to feel responsible if someone were to get sick. But the other thing is, you know, 
it would sound horrible if like it got in the news that some person you know got it because they caught it at tango you know kind of thing and everybody was like no no you're trying to be too responsible for everything so i just wrote her back and i said yeah yeah okay it's fine and whatever here's the link and well they show up the first time and she's chatting with noel you know how old they are 80. <laughs> you were right this 55 20 years ago yeah so, so welcome you know, to organizing everybody so anyways yeah. they're already there whatever so a after the first week the second week she writes to say that she has a migraine and they're not coming and i'm thinking okay great you're like this, yes yeah i don't want last this responsibility week she, last week she came and they arrived really early and she says to me when is it going to be open on the other side and she meant the other the big room i guess i said well what do you mean the other side i said well, the milonga. I said, well, no, we can't have a milonga right now. You know, we're not allowed. And she's like, why? <laughs> and I thought, okay. Where, what? <laughs> where I don't know. You're, you're like, sorry, I can't hear you. I'm getting disconnected. All right, and goodbye. She, <laughs> and she says, she says, uh, well, you know, it can't stay like this forever. Anyway, these sort of things are going to happen unfortunately and we're gonna have to deal with it and find ways around it which is another reason why it's not a great always a great idea to be opening yet because yeah you have to deal with no kind of yeah yeah no i totally agree i mean i feel that we're we're opening in a very like sort of monitored situation and we're watching everything and it, it would have been really hard to justify to people why we weren't opening when the government said we have to, and we're being really, really careful, but I wouldn't be surprised if in a month they say that we have to close. And I'd be totally fine with that. I'll go on holiday somewhere or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Well, guys, I have guys. to go because my battery's at 2%. So I'm oh, gonna... no. Yeah, no, and but I'm can you let Sharon? Sharon is more fun. <laughs> I'm going to play the last song, guys. Okay. And, uh, Thank you for joining. Marcel, Adam, thank I'm you for glad. helping. And uh, hopefully we'll do it again with Peppa soon. Yes, I will be practicing in the meantime. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thanks for Watch always being here. No, but I thought he translated really well. Oh. Yeah, no, he did thank fantastic. You. But I had no doubt. Oh, thank you. I trusted no. that one. Aww. Okay, so I'll say goodnight. It was nice talking to you all. You, you too. too. Thanks for calling in, Carol. Thank you, Carol. It's okay. nice to have you. See you. Talk to you guys soon. Yes. Okay. Cool. Thank you, guys. See you. We'll be back as normal, where I get to hang up on Marcelo. And, um... Aww. Oh, maybe I should hang up on you, bitch. Yeah, bitch. And then... We'll figure out Sunday. Yes. I will play Sin Palabras by Chino Laborde and the Pikivitsko because we've been having so many tango guitars in the house. Um, and after what Guillermo played for us earlier, I'm going to go in along the lines. Okay. Um, here we go. Good night, Chiki. Good night. Good night.
canción que nos uniera y hoy sé que es cruel, brutal quizá el castigo que te doy, sin palabras esta música va a herirte donde quiera que la escuche tu traición, la noche más absurda, el día más triste, cuando estés riendo o cuando llores tu ilusión. Perdóname si es Dios quien quiso castigarte al fin. Si hay llantos que pueden perseguir así. Si estas notas que nacieron por tu amor al final son el silicio que abre heridas de una historia, son suplicios, son memoria. Fantoche herido, mi dolor se alzará cada vez que oigas esta canción. Thank you. 
Good night everybody. İyi geceler. Bon